In today's gospel, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem where he knows that he can expect nothing but betrayal, condemnation, humiliation, torture, and death. But then on the third day, he will rise again. Jesus also knows that everyone who wants to be his follower, everyone who wants the deep joy of the kingdom, will have to follow the same path. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Every Christian has to die with Christ in order to rise with him. Death in this sense will not necessarily take the form of a physical crucifixion, although for many of his closest followers, the martyrs, it has. But whatever form the cross takes in the life of a Christian, it will always require a painful renunciation of something dear to us. Christ's exhortation to hate father and mother and brothers and sisters simply points out that a true Christian can prefer nothing to Christ. These demands may sound harsh, but they flow from Christ's love. He doesn't want us to have any illusions. His invitation is directly contrary to the invitations that the devil gives us, invitations which are rightly called temptations. The devil tempts us by saying that one particular course of action will be easier, more profitable, more pleasurable than another. But he fails to tell us that the pleasure and profit will be passing, but the damage will last for all eternity, like the sweet taste of honey disguising a poison. The devil wants us to forget that we are fallen and live in a fallen world so that he can convince us never to try to get back up. Jesus reminds us from the very start that following him will be demanding because he knows that real friendship is always built on the truth. Christ is like the great surgeon of our souls. He is like a surgeon who has to use the scalpel to cut away deep-seated selfish tendencies and the even deeper roots of sin. When a surgeon is at work, the patient doesn't always understand exactly what's going on. The surgeon knows that the patient must suffer now in order to be restored to health. The surgeon can see the cancer, the cyst, or whatever it is that needs to be removed. She knows why she has to make certain cuts and inflict pain. The patient can't see any of that. The spiritual life is similar. This is what the first reading from the Book of Wisdom expressed so beautifully. We can know, who can know God's counsel? Or who can conceive what the Lord intends? The writer of the Book of Wisdom is recognizing that when compared to God's knowledge of what is good for our souls, human knowledge is minuscule. When crosses come our way, when injustice and seemingly purposely suffering falls upon us, many times we simply don't know why. And we just have to trust our divine surgeon. The cross was the key by which Jesus opened the port of heaven that had been closed by original sin. It is also the only raft that will weather the storms of life in a fallen world and carry us into that port. Some of us may already know what our cross is. Maybe it is weighing heavily on our shoulders right now this afternoon. If that's the case, then we can be sure God is speaking directly to us today. He is reminding us that we are not carrying that cross alone. 
Every one of our crosses is actually a small piece of his cross, a small part for each one of us to play in the great drama of the redemption of the world. He can remind us of that as he does today, but that reminder in itself doesn't lessen our load. For that to happen, we have to pay attention to the reminder. We have to consciously, deep in our hearts, unite our crosses to Christ to exercise that rare but essential virtue of hope. Hope is the assurance of things unseen. Hope is the assurance, the deep conviction that when Christ sends us crosses, he has his reasons. I always remember and think upon those words of Abraham Lincoln. I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. This week, when we feel the weight of the cross digging into our shoulders, let us lift our gaze to heaven, confident that whatever we suffer here on earth in union with our Lord is a secure deposit into the bank of eternity and will gain eternal dividends for us and for those we love. And if, if even that is not enough to give us strength, if even today's reminder doesn't keep our hope aflame, we can always come back here and kneel before the tabernacle where Jesus is truly present with us in the sacrament of the Eucharist. Jesus stays here precisely because he knows that there would be times when troubles of our life put our faith and our hope to the test. When they do, Jesus is right here, ready to bolster us, if only we will come and follow him.